Standing right here is a guy who looks like Snoop Dogg. Damn. But he ain't Snoop Dogg. Well, you do, you do look. I get that all the time. What's your name, man? You knew an upcoming, but you're at this summit. What's your name? Where you from? My name Nipsey Hussle. I'm from L.A., Slauson and Crenshaw area. You know. Okay, well, Nipsey Hussle, that's named after Nipsey Russell, the Correct. comedian. Correct, yes, yeah. So talk a little bit about yourself, man. What brings you up here, up and coming, and, you know, how come you're not blinging and having all kind of crazy diamonds and all that? I guess you're here to get your money right, huh? All the time, man, you know, all that is cool for the image and all that, but all them is liabilities, you feel me? I'd rather invest in some real estate, you know what I'm saying? Something oh, wait, well, can you repeat that again, man? You're up and coming artist. What did you say you want to do? I said invest in some assets as opposed to trick off my money on some liabilities like diamonds, you know what I'm saying, cars that lose value, so you drive them off the lot. So you're trying, to, you're trying to get land. Exactly, homie. A real asset. Take care of my peoples because, you know, that's, that's, it, it look good, but at the end of the day, you're losing value, homie. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't appreciating, it's depreciating. It's value. What do you think, uh, why do you think it's so hard for people to get that message? You know, I mean, one half, you get guys that say they got to impress the females. Female ain't trying to talk to you unless you blinged out. On the other hand, you got other people feel like they got to show off to the homies and impress them with their riches. I mean, what, what do you think is the, how do we get that out of that mindset? I mean, I feel like that's insecurity. Material things ain't nothing, you feel me? At the end of the day, it's who you is, you know? You wasn't born with it, you gonna die without it. So if you feel you need some, some diamonds or some jewelry to get out of female, it's because you feel you lack something within yourself, you know what I mean? So all that, as far as that angle, it's like, I feel that's insecurity. And this is the Black Wave Podcast, hosted by me, Mr. B, TG, and Earth. She can't be here today. She's very sick. And, um, you know, we didn't want to do this episode without her, but, you know, she told us, we know, we got to go ahead to... You know, she's here in heart. She's here in heart. We can represent for her. True. Uh, just so some people don't know, or y- y'all know, um, over um, March 31st, um, Nipsey Hussle was slain by uh, Eric Holder in front of his Crenshaw store at the Marathon. And... It's still fresh. I'm not gonna lie. It's really one of those. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like when it happened, I didn't know how to feel because I knew what Nipsey stood for, and I was like, "Why him? Why him of all people? He was doing yeah. so much for his community, and it makes no sense as to why somebody would just take his life the way they did." Like to look at the 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 video cam store the video cam of what happened and what the yes. guy did, I was like, that's pure hatred. Tragic, yes. It, it's like, you know, it's just the worst thing to really really look at, and I feel as if when it comes down to this whole thing, like a lot of people are just like sitting here like, if I do good, like. Will this be like the this will this be the the end all be all of it all? Like somebody will try to take my life because they're jealous of what I've done or what I have and stuff like that. And to be honest, I don't want people to be afraid of, of being successful. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to be afraid of being successful, but bringing hope 
two hours. You should all you should always strive to do so. You know, even if it's small, even if it's big, it doesn't really matter what it is. As long as you strive and do something a little bit more bigger than what you could have done, but you couldn't do when you had nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like he had a lot of things going on in his neighborhood. He was helping these kids. He was helping grown adults. He was giving jobs. He bought this store. Actually, he bought the whole lot, the whole storefront, the, the whole lot. I think it's, it's, in, it's in Crenshaw, right? It's in, yeah, Crenshaw. it's in Crenshaw. And supposedly, it start, everything started there. It was just like when he was younger, you know, people would go to this, this lot. It was owned by somebody else at that time. And he wouldn't like, like, the guy who owned it would, like, get rid of the benches because he didn't like people being outside and stuff like that. Or people would get, or they would get arrested in front of those, uh, in front of that place. And Nipsey was like, I bought that place out, and now he pays rent to me. That's it. And I was like, that's what's, that's crazy. And he was getting ready to also put 60 affordable housing units in that, uh, in that, um, in that area, in that, um, mm-hmm. The actual area, that story area is, mm-hmm. and I don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen. All, that. All of his efforts. I hope they're still being carried out. Um, I, it, it was like you know, a lot of things was fucking me up with this whole thing. Like, I don't like how social media is at this point, where y'all taking. Y'all like posting videos of Lauren London running in the hospital, and I'm looking at and I'm looking and I'm and I'm and I'm looking at the comments of people saying like y'all take this shit down that shit is not right, yeah. and then you have these people comment say yo shut the fuck up let my man eat off these streams and shit. What? I'm like these yeah yo I will show you that shit like it I'm like dude. Like, that shit is so fucking crazy to me, yo. These people have no merit, no morals, no nothing. It's really fucking aggravating to see how people become just based off of anything. Like, we, at the, we're at a point right now in the social media age, if someone dies, there's always going to be somebody who's going to be a dick about it. And it's like, dude, like, the fuck you do to you? <laughs> like... Like, come on, man. Um, and it's just, like... And also, like, when I was, um... When um, Complex posted, like, the uh, article saying Nipsey was an American hero, and I saw one one comment, somebody said he was just a gangbanger, that was it. I was just like... Mm-hmm. I'd really just respond and say, nigga, fuck you. <laughs> That's all I can say. Like, like what the fuck, man? Like, like, I... Like, at the end of the day... When I when that news was brought to me, I was at a uh, at a at a at a video release party, mm-hmm. and I was with like Clinton LG and Koga and Kobe Yokai and Key and Cheech. And we was like shout outs to them. Yes, yes. Yeah, shout outs to them, man. Um, and Clinton was really taking it hard, and one of the things that. He did say they're gonna make it about gang banging. 
You know what I'm saying? It was, it was the act of gang violence and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it, it was really what they were gonna, what we predicted it to be. Mm-hmm. And but it's a lot more complex than that. Mm-hmm. The guy was excommunicated out of the Crips gang. He snitched on some relatives of Nipsey Hussle, supposedly, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And he was excommunicated out of the Crips and Crenshaw. So he had it where, because he was actually a, an affiliate of Nipsey at one point. Mm-hmm. But, like you say, he snitched on some family members of Nipsey because of uh, he got caught by the feds mm-hmm. for, uh, I guess, selling petty, petty, petty drug crime, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But he gave up names. Mm-hmm. And it was people who he was associated with. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'm not going to do nothing to you. Which I want to see. I want to see you around anywhere that I'm at. That's true. So, yeah. you know. So, like I said, man, how how was it when you saw the news? Um, uh, when I first heard about it, um, I was actually working on uh, just, just listening to music. Uh, this happened on uh, I believe Sunday. March thirty first, right? On it was, Sunday. It was a, it was a Sunday. Um, when I first heard the news, you know, just like everyone else, it was very shocking. It threw me off for a second because I'm like, well, I asked the same question everyone else asked. Was why? Like, why? Like, why is this happening? What happened? Who did it? Um, and we live in a time in uh, social media, like we don't have to wait for the newspaper the next day. Everything is just instant. So Twitter blew up. Um, I'm hearing things from uh, TMZ as opposed to ABC and all these other news places about uh, he was in critical condition. And then just a few hours after that, I'm hearing that, you know, unfortunately, this man had uh, passed away. Um, yeah. And I just remember the reactions of my peers and people around me. And I just was I was blown away at. You know, somebody that I included in one of my top hip hop albums of last year was yeah, actually that, number one. Yeah, it was my number one pick, um, and just the impact that he had on on people. Uh, it was it was very very emotional for 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 some, um, but yeah. just want to keep this man's message alive with you know the positive messages that he was trying to still. I could see how this would bring hopelessness to a lot of people somebody that was doing something so positive and just to be taken your life to be taken away by somebody who really didn't give a fuck about what you were about and everything was just off of emotion and not not only that like not give a fuck about the people that he affected you know like there was a lot of people who was really affected by uh, Nipsey Hussle's philanthropy and what he was able to do, and how he was able to give jobs to people in the inner cities, with building these businesses, and was so crazy. He had so many businesses being built, restaurants being built, all these things was just being built just for people to have jobs. And that, and, and it's crazy that somebody had to take all that away. They didn't only affect just his family, Lauren London, his kids. He affected. He affected gangs. He affected a lot of people. This is a massive domino effect. All honesty. Like, 
a lot of people were very afraid about like the first couple of things I saw online was that people who were like blood like people thought it was the bloods who did this. And they said like anybody who a blood in California, please stay in your home because the Crips are out here looking for look, kill people. I was like, yo, they're going to undo what this man was about. And I think it was bullshit. Now, now I know what really was going on. And it still ain't no better. You know, these people went around, they started killing. They knew who, they knew who it was who did it. They knew who was Eric Holder. So they started coming after his family members. They killed two of his family members just to get to him. And they still really? haven't. Yeah. They killed two of his family members. They shot up his girls, his girl's house. They did a. They, did a, they knew who it was. The streets, knew, like I said, the streets will know before anyone. And I guess, I guess that's why the cops like to make people snitch. But <laughs> that's, but that's the thing about that whole thing is, it's like you know they knew who it was, mm-hmm. and they was gonna go through any lengths to make that person come out, and people were going to suffer for his fucking, for the for the deed that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I can't call it a deed because nothing good about that mm-hmm. what he did but so they find this man trying to check into a mental facility to be honest if you really was that fucked up I think you should have checked in before you came to this man's store mm-hmm. and, and killed him in cold blood mm-hmm. first and foremost if you know you're not supposed to be around that man why are you around him mm-hmm. I, I don't know the real story about that whole thing it's really weird they let the driver go mm-hmm. That's where I heard some rumors she got killed. It was too. a driver? Yeah, some female. But I heard some rumors she got killed just recently, like yesterday. This. It's weird. Everything's weird. Yeah. This, um. See, now there's, there's questions that stem from, from all of this because it's like. Was this premeditated? Or was this a. a, a I mean, because there were reports saying that. The two had a dispute because of the, you know, the snitching thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy left and then came back, and even the, the video shows you that. You know, the guy wasn't, you know, he didn't just randomly come there. Like, the guy came there, unfortunately did what he did, you know, and then left. But, you know, there's motives behind that, and people were asking these questions. Like, why? Why? You know, did this guy come there specifically just to off him? Like... In the beginning, was he enraged by anger because of the dispute that they had, and then came back and did something? We don't know. We have to go off of what we do. We saw. We do know is that he came back and did what he did. So the question stems is, what was the argument about, and was it really that necessary to destroy because of a uh, because of anger? You know what somebody was about or what they were trying to do. You feel me? We talk about how positive Nipsey was. Why would somebody like it's like the I'm trying to understand the psyche behind somebody that, you know, you would you would really be that angry to off somebody off of a, a dispute, off of an argument? Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's 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 just it's a hard thing to wrap something around, to be honest. Like it just like all I thought in my mind was like, Who the fuck would do this? And why would they be living right now? Like I'm thinking like this. I'm thinking like Nip is protected, mm-hmm. like for all the shit he's been doing for Crenshaw. 
that man has to be protected in so many different ways for that man to be in his hood as long as he has been, to be as successful as he always has been. Very true. From the very days of him, make like I'm going to go into that whole stuff a little bit later mm-hmm. about the whole, you know, dropping the Crenshaw tape for $100 and selling like a 1,000 units. Like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, but, um... It's, it's just one of his projects too, and um, then no, Jay Z bought like a like a ten racks of uh, okay. I think the hundred dollar album. I uh, think it, he had. I think he sold a hundred. I think he get, he bought a hundred copies. Bought like a hundred copies. Right? And he yeah. Okay, it was almost a thousand for the Crenshaw. He said he, he printed out a thousand units. And yeah, I think whole bought a hundred. Yeah. I think I'm not really. I, I know Jay Z. No, but no, he sold it all. But what's so crazy about all this is just that, like, I really hoped he didn't really think that victory lap would be his last. Because the victory lap is the final lap. And here we go with this conspiracies, people, because I know a lot of a lot of our listeners also have their own the internet. Yeah, they have up. their own theories, but I, I like to ward all of them down real quick and. To I actually thought about what you just said. Victory lap, right? That's the final lap. Your victory lap, right? Yeah, it is. Like, you know, because remember, he was supposed to release an album called Slots. I think it was called Dreadshaw State of Mind. Slots and State of Mind. I'm not really sure which one it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it never happened because <laughs> he was at, I think he was at, um, I forgot what label he was on. It was one of those ones that's probably defunct now and ain't shit. Mm-hmm. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> defunct now. <laughs> no, but, um. First start coming out with the Bulls have no name and then the Mer I think what put me back onto his music was the Merit Documentarians. Yes. That's what started like he started building his hype for this this project. Mm-hmm. And then after a while he started saying, My next project gonna be called Victory Lap. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that shit was not coming out for years. It was just yeah. it was just took forever. It was just like his first like Victory Lap is his first album. Yes. And it's with uh, Atlantic, right? Yes. Atlantic. Well, um, from what um, Caesar, Fat Caesar done told me, he said that, that was actually a distribution. Mm-hmm. He still owns the masters to that project. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we talk a little about theories and conspiracy theories, we can't rule in the whole him holding his masters because if he dies, they still benefit. I mean, not mm-hmm. them, not, not the people who have his who's who's on who's he's on the label with, yeah. but his family and whoever who owns whoever who's in his will mm-hmm. owns his gets the money to all that music, mm-hmm. so that's one theory out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Sevy, that theory's out the window to me too because there's so many videos and documentaries online about Doctor Sevy. The only thing he was trying to cover in this supposed documentary that he was going to make was the trial in which he proved that he actually could cure AIDS, herpes, syphilis, all these diseases that were deemed incurable by man, and how he was able to bring over 70 uh, people, uh, 70 of his patients who were positively tested for these, these diseases. Mm-hmm. And it was proved that they don't have these diseases anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, a lot of people was like, like I was looking out on like certain comment sections which I hate doing 
Because comment sections make you get pissed. I love looking at it. It just, <laughs> it just show me so many so many thoughts of what people actually want to say and they can't say it in, in your face in real life. Yeah. It's and, just like so many things. And and one of the craziest shit about it was just like one of the, one of the comments was saying like, oh, like, you know, it's just a person who didn't go to school for being a doctor. I'm like, motherfucker, do you? Bunch of shit. I'm just sitting here <laughs> like... Bill Gates ain't go to no motherfucking college, nigga. <laughs> like, get the, get the fuck out my face, dude. Like, I, like, first and foremost, we need to stop understinking that doctors are who are trained under these co- collegiate shit, all under this collegiate shit, is the best thing in the world. Like, to be honest, all they're doing is teaching you to be sick and live with the sickness. No one's, like, and the, pe- and the ones who are trying to aid you into, like, feeling better and losing that shit are either getting killed off or they're missing. Very Hol- true. Holistic doctors. Very true. So, at the end of the day, um, your, your theory's trash. Like, I, 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 don't get, I don't get it with people with... College is becoming more of a joke every damn fucking day. So, the more and more people invest in the college, which, when I was listening to the Gary Vaynerchuk podcast one day, it was talking about will be the next collapse. And, like, when it was, like, Wall Street, it was Wall Street, the next collapse. Like a financial collapse. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying the next collapse will be in schools. Mm-hmm. Higher education. Because mm-hmm. so, people are not getting a return on the investment. You know, and the cost for this degree is rising increasingly year by year yeah more and more. it's crazy but no one's getting jobs off of these degrees like I can't stress this enough there was there was a there was like a fucking um this is when I realized that college is starting to understand that their degrees aren't guarantee us these $50,000 a year jobs mm-hmm. is when I saw a ad for NJCU saying this is where self-made starts. I was like, don't even go to college for that motherfucker. Yeah, I don't. Exactly. I don't. Like, exactly. that's stupid. Entrepreneurship? You don't need college you for don't that. You don't need college for entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, in being I do have a business degree, all y'all taught me was terminology. Y'all never told me how to how to start it, run the business. They don't tell me how to start an LLC. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't tell us that shit. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck? It's still a waste of money. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it's, it's just crazy. But back to, to, to like the subject back in hand. Uh, this Nipsey situation, this her, him passing, him, oh, this whole thing has been building a whole bunch of theories that I think I can just lay them to rest at this point. And I can chalk it up a little bit, but then this lawyer that Eric Holder gets, he was his involvement in the OJ case. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people say, hey, he didn't get OJ convicted, so therefore he might be trash. Mm-hmm. Understandable, but being that he's been a part of a high-profile case... Mm-hmm. It baffles me a bit. Like, nobody should be representing this man mm-hmm. who... And nobody should be representing this man as a black person. Mm-hmm. Like, 
there's not like like Brother Polite said, there's that's a bad business decision. It's oh, a really see, bad business decision. You know about Brother Polite, okay. Oh, I know about that. <laughs> um Yeah, it's just a lot of these stories are starting to make less and less sense. I mean, even, uh, what was it, J- the Jesse Smollett um, thing, wasn't the guy representing him was uh, Michael Jackson's old lawyer? I ain't hear Something that. Like that? I, ain't hear, I ain't hear all that. If I'm incorrect, I'll, again, I'll, stop giving, I'll stop giving a fuck about Jesse Smollett's whole fucking shit. Because <laughs> it's a joke now. It's a joke now. And now, if that nigga really does get his ass beat, who gonna believe him? He the boy will cry wolf now. Like, the worst thing you could do is say you got beat up outside of a subway. But, you know, like, yeah, say you got beat up. But to say you was racially attacked and these puffs, these motherfuckers say this is MAGA country, nigga, and the motherfuckers were black, nigga? Like, come on, son. Like, oh, man. no video footage. There's... But you know, initially, I didn't want to say nothing about it. I was like, I heard there was supposedly video footage. I was like, I until I see that, I ain't saying shit. I can still see it. Therefore, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Now, with these Chicago trying to fuck over Jesse Smollett every chance he gets, that's kind of iffy with me. Because I don't think they should be doing that. That You're wasting more money. They still have something to say, even after the, the dismissal of the case. I was like, first and foremost, y'all was going to give this man 16 count, 64 years in jail for that shit. I was like, oh, man. Oh, yes. And I'm like, they ain't giving for the mail fraud. But then again, they couldn't prove it was him. Mm-hmm. Supposedly emailing, I mean, not emailing, sending himself letters about how I'm going to kill you. I'm <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm like, we, we can't, we can't, you know... We can't find no proof on that, but um, no, nah, I I can care less for Jesse Smollett's case. I I I, I don't know. I, I can care less. But I, I but I know one thing. Since he got free, man, R. Kelly gonna be made an example of. They're gonna destroy that. I saw man. the memes when he was talking about that. <laughs> like that shit was funny. R. Kelly was calling him. Like, hey, can I get your Can I get your lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> And about Michael Jackson, man, you heard about the whole fucking thing about the guy detailing that he was getting abused in Neverland Ranch from 1987 to 1992, but Neverland Ranch was made in 1993. Mm-hmm. And it's very important that, see, you did fact checking. It's very important that our listeners do that as well. Don't just, more of what you see and less of what you hear because the, the mouth can lie, the actions don't lie. Like, I have not seen this documentary. Everybody keeps saying, like, yo, he is sick, this, this, and that. I'm just like, I bet you how they made this documentary, if I did get to see it, mm-hmm. they make this atmospheric-ass, creepy-ass me- um, music mm-hmm. to make it sound, make everything sound so scary and like, creepy. Like the light time. <laughs> like, they, like, they know how to fucking, pa- they know how to paint a picture of a, of a monster with music. Do you understand? Like, they know how to make things look black and white by putting sepia tone on shit. Like, do you understand? Like, this is, this is media fucking one-on-one. Like, even if it is just 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 like a documentary, it's still fucking media. They know they everything is meant to manipulate and stir your emotions. Exactly, yes. and that's why a lot of us is just like we don't want to ever say that 
people aren't getting abused, raped, or none of that shit. We don't ever want to say that. And I definitely think Michael Jackson is a sick fuck. Like, that's that's valid in, in my eyes based off of what I, I see and know of this person. Because if anybody that we know who was that age, regardless if they have money or not, acts to sleep with our kids in their bed in some big-ass mansion and shit... That's always gonna look a little funny. Like, oh, it, it, it is weird. I'm not gonna lie. But, and a lot of people say, like, yo, he settled out of court. Alright. I read into the, the, I forgot his name, but his mm-hmm. last name's Getty. Mm-hmm. His friends. Wow, what a, co- what a fucking coincidence. <laughs> his last name was Gay. Getty. Getty. Oh, I'll Getty. Bro, it's, okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, his son got, his grandson got kidnapped. Oh. Uh-huh. And they wanted ransom money. Mm-hmm. He would never pay that ransom money. Mm-hmm. Because if he pays that ransom money, mm-hmm. more people would try to kidnap somebody else that you love mm-hmm. just to get mm-hmm. ransom money out of him. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we sucking him to milk this out. What else we could do? Yeah, yeah but then they started like mailing him pieces of their fucking body and yeah, shit. It's going to get a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, 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 I understand. Like, oh. So, when I, I hear people talking about. Mike sailing out of court, all the other shit. It's, mm-hmm. it's just so, but also it awful. Oh, it opened the floodgates for more people to sue him, mm-hmm. and, and more people to use that narrative mm-hmm. against him. Now, like I said, am I canceling this nigga? Mm-hmm. Nah. Mm-hmm. You see, Mike ain't on tape touching the nigga. Any of these kids. R. Kelly is. <laughs> R. Kelly's on tape. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty, like, first of all, they said that there's, there's a new tape, and they, they haven't even afforded those tapes to the lawyers, so that's kind of, it might be just, just a, just a, um, a, a rib. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, at the end of the day, still, R. Kelly's on tape fucking mm-hmm. underage girls. You like, watch them prep and every fucking thing. Like, I mean, that's, it's clear as that. It's R. Kelly. We didn't need a, uh, a fucking uh, vibe award next to him to prove that. You feel me? <laughs> if I look at you, see, I look you in the eye, I'm like, yo, that's, I mean, that's you. And then I see a picture of you or a video of you. Of course I'm a dog. Bro, that's him. <laughs> but it's, just, it's just, yo, it's puzzling to me because Sparkle, right? Yeah. Sparkle is actually related to the girl that's in the video. Yes. And Her niece, and they still couldn't confirm this girl's age. Like, bro, she's a relative of this person, and y'all can't. Co- that was that was why um, the case was dismissed, right? They couldn't prove they her couldn't. Age. They, they well, other than the fact that they said it wasn't her in the tape, yeah. The parents said it parents wasn't said her. It. it wasn't her in the tape, so it ended up yeah. clearing him. Uh-huh. So it, it's 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 fucking sick. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, the conspiracies on on this is. They're getting out of control. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make conspiracies that made no fucking sense. Like, I, I thought about the the blockchain, mm-hmm. you know, being that if... I think about, like, I was, like, thinking so much shit about how Nipsey was trying to lead some sort of revolution. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our revolutions need to stop being televised. Mm-hmm. We need to start moving in secret and pop up when people will least expect it and they can't stop it. I agree. Be, and I think I still believe in that. If we believe that there is a powers that be, mm-hmm. and they move in secrecy, 
guess what the fuck we need to do? We need to move in secrecy and not and not advertise our every move. But do you understand that Muammar Gaddafi was getting ready to change the currency of gold? I mean, trying to change the currency in Africa to gold, and that would fucked America up so bad. I mean, the consumerism in, in, in America. Any good would have to be bought with gold, not with cash, none of that shit. It's moving backwards. The world, the world doesn't move that way. We move on and move on to the next. And, and I'm just like, damn, it would have been great if Muammar Gaddafi wasn't flamboyant about it. Because... Well, another story, Lachie told me that he, when he used to go to NJCU, uh, he um, did a trip out to uh, D.C. And some of the people who he met on this trip to the embassy, he met some of Omar Gaddafi's people. And they were bragging on what this guy is going to be doing, like changing currencies and shit like that. They were like there was people bragging in his fucking behalf. Sounds very arrogant, right? <laughs> it's very arrogant. And I'm just like, this is why <laughs> y'all niggas got killed. Like y'all need to stop bragging. And this is like one of the craziest things my mom it's not crazy. But one of the things my mom tells me is that black people can't do crime. But we can't damn sure can't do certain things that we like we can't be secret about shit. We must put it in their in people's face. And that's back to the snippet we, we played in the intro. It's because of insecurities. People people who who feel less of themselves have to find something to boast about so that they feel good about themselves. A lot of people like to tell you more so about what they're trying to do and not what they already have done or in a progress progress of finishing. You feel me? I try to be more like that as well. And I right. encourage our viewers to do that too. You know, just move in secrecy and tell us what you're you're doing, not what you're about to do. You feel me? Move in that fashion. Because right. sitting there bragging about, oh, we about to pop off, we're gonna change the whole world and I'm like It's yeah, arrogant, yeah. man. It's yeah. very yeah. arrogant, bro. It's, it's, like it's good to be confident in what you know you can, what you know or what you think you can do. Mm-hmm. But We've had all of our hopes and dreams shot down for so much. Maybe we need to think about how we make our shit happen. Like, exactly. maybe we got to think about that a little bit more differently. Mm-hmm. Because I feel as if, like, I don't know if Nipsey was really, really, like, flamboyant about it, but he was trying to t- put people on game. That's what he really was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And he was, trying to, he was trying to better not only himself, but everyone. At all the black people, she's trying to show you that these things are possible for you to do. Look at his yeah. actions, like he, yeah, he did exactly what I was saying. He, he, you, you heard about what he, what he was doing, not what he was about to do. A lot of the times, and like, let's bring it back. Like a lot of people are saying, like, 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 Nipsey ain't no Tupac. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's take let's take a look at some of the things that Tupac oh, said. Let's say let's, 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 let's take it. No, it's not no parent contrast. It's what Tupac has said. And Tupac has said if like you know if my idea. I'm not trying like I can't. I'm not paraphrase. Pretty much saying if my ideas can influence change on somebody on somebody else, and he can do that, and he can do that, then I've done my job, and he has influenced Nipsey Hussle. I can tell he has because he he has done everything that 
has been Pac's ideology. You know, except for doing the thug life shit and uh, um, shooting at people and other things. But at the end of the day, I, it's just crazy. No disrespect to Pac and the legacy that um, no. that is still attached to him. But speaking on saying and doing, I would honestly say that Nipsey has done more than what Tupac has done. I mean, Tupac to me is given a lot of intellectual knowledge. Yeah, he is t- he, uh, to me, he just talked things to an existence that he wasn't able to put out. Yeah, exactly. But he wanted, but if he could inspire change somebody else, then he felt that he did what a great What age did Tupac die at? 20... Let's check into that. Yeah, let's take a look into that. Uh, age plays a factor too. I know a lot of people don't want to believe that but as you get older you really start to notice that your age does matter and it counts to your uh, 25 years old he was 25 years old Pac was before his time you know being in your 20s you do have a tendency to want to party and do all these things yeah Pac did that and I feel like well just like others I feel like Pac would have did a lot more had he been the age that Nipsey was um but that in, in, entails go what I was talking about with Nipsey. Nipsey has done a lot. Um, and not only that, like Nipsey owns his masters to his music. Pac yeah. did not. Yeah. You know, understand when Pac died, um, Finney Shakur pretty much said that when he died, there was no money. And everything was under the name of Shipman. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's why, like, I hate when people liking me to Shug. Because I never want to let any of my artists or the people around me associate you that way. To not even associate me that way, but I don't ever want to be looked at as somebody who's who's left their people's families mm-hmm. with nothing, mm-hmm. especially of the work of their their family member if they one was to pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not cool to me. Like, and a lot of things that he's done, I don't agree with. I don't. I don't fuck with. And I feel like he put the industry in so much fear. That the exciting someone's the second coming of him is just not a good idea for me business wise. Mm. It is not. I don't care how nostalgic that feel was when Death Row came out and all. That. I don't care. You know what that man has done. I don't want to be associated mm. with it. Mm. Like, just make sure, sure you don't wear the. Should sure, 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 sure I don't DJ? <laughs> <laughs> make sure Charles you don't wear the, the, the red suit and shit. You nah, nah, me. nah. Don't nah. get that impression. Nah, I know Kaz is going to sneak a red suit in my, my, <laughs> my bag one day. I'll be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> and, and a cigar to top it off. Like, I'm like, so how you afford this cigar, nigga? <laughs> but um, um, another theory was the, um, the cops. Had something to do with it mm-hmm. because of you know he was trying to unify the gangs and and like lessen crime and stuff like that. And supposedly they were supposed to meet with him the day after the, his well, the day after mm-hmm. to uh with Rock Nation to speak on these certain things. Mm-hmm. And you know, this clip now I'm about to play, mm-hmm. I'm kind of iffy. I'm kind of iffy on the whole thing, so I'm gonna play this clip. Yeah. Do they protect and serve in your neighborhood? No, no, they react. Police react. They don't stop nothing. Still, people get killed. Still, robberies popping. 
everything happens, they just react to it. You know what I'm saying? They take you to jail and make money off you after it happens. They don't stop nothing, though. Okay. Police don't protect the serve nothing. They just react to it. You know? I don't know. I don't know. But then again, this was a 2000, 2007, 6. 2007. So about like, what, 10 years 10, ago? 10, 11, 10, 12. 11. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't doing math in my head like that. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's boring. But, <laughs> <laughs> but to hear that mm-hmm. and then hear that he's been going to have his meeting with these with the police. Like, ain't Game and Snoop try to do that at one point? Didn't he do that at one point? Oh, actually uh, speak with the police? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in, in LA. LA. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they do that already? I don't, I don't know. But then the day, it was just weird for him to come out and say that, and I'm just like, I, I guess they don't need your help for these niggas to unify now. But it's just sad the way that had to happen was for him to pass. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't know what's gonna come of this. I don't know what's gonna come of, you know, these guy, all these all the gangs getting together in solidarity for for Nip. Mm-hmm. I don't know where. where it goes from here. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them carry on the legacy too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I wanted them to also go back to what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't supposed to be about killing each other, game banging, all the other shit. It was supposed to be about community. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be like making sure certain things weren't happening in our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, policing the police because sometimes, like, well, that's, that's what Black Panthers did. They policed the police because they. So if there's any injustice that was being done, mm-hmm. they were stopping that shit. Mm-hmm. And um, also other things, I didn't like people saying like, you know, Nipsey ain't no JFK or whatever the fuck. Nigga, the government killed Frank Hampton in his sleep. They shot him in his sleep. We don't talk about Frank Hampton like that. Wasn't his uh, wife with him at that time? Correct me if I'm wrong. Not sure. Probably wrong. Not sure. And I'm like, you know, even in our history books, they don't mention Malcolm X. They only mention Malcolm Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Because to, I don't want to be mean when I'm saying this, but mm-hmm. he was more of the passive leaders. Mm-hmm. And he didn't start understanding why his leadership was kind of vague a bit mm-hmm. until the very end. Like, he started to really, truly understand that he was really up against something much more bigger than what he was. Like, he had, a he had like, a statue of Gandhi in his office. Mm-hmm. If he really knew what Gandhi stood for when it came to black people. Interesting. Gandhi. Very interesting for that man to have such askew views about brown people. Mm-hmm. It is very, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. But, um, when it comes down to Nipsey, like, we're gonna celebrate his life a little bit, a little bit into the show, but um, it's a very tough loss. I still think about it because all I'm thinking about is how do we, where do we go from here? Yes. And but also I think about his his family. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have you gotta have empathy for the whole thing. Like it can't be all about you. It has to be about everybody who's involved. I feel empathy for Lauren. I feel empathy for his kids. I feel empathy for his parents. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, he 
had family. A, a lot of people was just like saying, like, yo, I, I, I can't imagine how Lauren feels. Mm-hmm. And people were like trying, really waiting for her to make a response. I'm just sitting here like, come on, man. Like, you, mm-hmm. dude, like, look, I, I'll, I, I would, I wouldn't blame her because she didn't say shit. But she did. It, it, it really, really put me down. That somebody was evil enough to do this. And uh, we did talk about another theory. We brought talked about, you know, how the government will get somebody from your community to assassinate you. It's been proven. With Martin Luther King, well, not Martin Luther King, but somebody get hired to kill that man, and it was proven in court that they and they actually won that case. So that's one. Uh, the nation, uh, the FOI, someone from the Fruit of Islam, mm-hmm. murdered Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Even though somebody, there's been some, you know, some stuff I've heard about about him not really getting shot by by the FOI. And that he got shot from a sniper bullet from a window. I heard something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was from I think it was from Dick Gregory. Not sure, mm-hmm. but um. Malcolm X. Yeah. I thought he got killed in front of like people yeah. doing a speech. Yeah, supposedly. Any accounts from these people? But <laughs> like this. I don't another, know. That's another puzzling thing. I mean, granted the time, but I mean, I'm sure there was somebody there that actually saw what happened. I mean, yeah, I know. It's it's, it's really weird. They said one of the wounds was pointing downward, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Well, then I I can't. I don't know. Like I I didn't see the body. I didn't see the wound. I can't. I can't really like make that analysis. Mm-hmm. But that's something that's been put out there. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. Someone from the Fruit of Islam shot that man. Uh, after that, like, sniping somebody's overkill at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we like to akin this shit to the fact that this man was already in the feds. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, we talked about uh, the movie Belly. Mm-hmm. And how DMS character at the end was sent by the government to kill um, Dr. Shab- um Fuck. I forgot his damn name already. We'll look into that. Let me go in here. Okay, I, don't know, I don't know I'm going to have to edit the fuck out of this. Mm-hmm. Or not. Um, shit. Damn, it got a badass rating on fucking up. <laughs> this shit. Damn, it got 13%. How many tomatoes uh, Belly got? 13, 13% of the tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know how many fucking tomatoes Belly 2 got. Oh, <laughs> Belly 2 is trash. Um, fuck, 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 fuck. Benjamin Chavez. Benjamin Chavez, okay. Yeah, he was playing a Reverend Savior or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um... DMX's character was sent by the government to assassinate um, Benjamin Chops's character mm-hmm. in Umbelly. And I'm just sitting here like, why? Why would they do that? Exactly. And who, and to be honest, a lot of movies kind of like to pertain to our reality. And there might be a big possibility 
And it might not be a big possibility that that man was sent by somebody to kill this man. This man knew he wasn't supposed to be around fucking Crenshaw. Like, come on. Why are you here? You know that shit's that shit's not what you're supposed to be doing. It's 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 crazy. But I would actually like to say the opposite. I feel like the movies tend to alter and create our reality. And I'm gonna give you an example of just the ignorance that a lot of or the stereotypes that a lot of people still uh subconsciously uh, gravitate towards comes from our, our TVs and our movies and shit. I mean, it could be a, a lady in the elevator with me and she's holding her purse because she feels some type of way that comes from the TV and not with reality. There's a lot of stuff you could watch in the movies and TV and, and actually experience that in real life and be like, yo, that's not act exactly how it is in real life, but okay. I guess <laughs> the movie said it, so we're, we're good. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, man. I... At the end of the day, mm-hmm. we lost we lost a warrior, we lost a soldier, we lost somebody who was doing right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to really t- like I said. I still don't know how to take it. I'm just I'm just going with the flow of how life life is, mm-hmm. and sometimes life is just a mystery, and we will never know why this man did. He don't like. He's even in the right mind to explain what he's done. I looked at I look at his face. I'm just like he looks so. Just something up with him. Like, it it just don't everything just don't look right. And I hear a lot of these rappers talking about not coming back to the hood and stuff like that. And I understand I understand the fear of it. You know, the man, first of all, Nipsey was loved by his neighborhood. It was just this one. This one. One guy. One guy fucked it up for everybody. Completely. Like. Tried to fuck it up for everybody. Well, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And what I can look at it as is, man, like, we as people need to take heed of what Nipsey has done in terms of how to invest, real estate, all these things that he's ever done. And we need to find ways on how we could bring that to the forefront in all of our neighborhoods, all of our inner city city neighborhoods and stuff like that. And when, you know, we call this shit the Black Wave Podcast. I'm not trying to say we were trying to be inclusive to blacks and stuff like that. Like, we want... We want this to be accessible to everyone. All honesty. I, I really want it to be accessible to everyone. Like I said, when I'm naming this pod, we name this podcast this. I hope there's an Indian way. I hope there's a Chinese way. I want to learn more about you. And I want you to learn more about us. I want you to see that, that we're not so bad as what you think we are. I already know people are not as bad as what the in the media and everything tells. But I still want to learn more. And this is the best way to do it. It's the best way to do it is to talk about it and for you to understand it in the way we're t- talking about it. Um, but back to rappers talking about not going back to the hood. It's really more about how you maneuver when you are supposed to be a figure in the hood and yes. how you're giving back to the hood. Like I said in the early, in earlier, uh, Nipsey 
found out one of his friends was getting out of prison. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be met so he can give him some clothes or whatever or a job. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. But he went by himself. Mm-hmm. And that's like a lot of people are getting mad at the his security for not being there, but man went on his own mm-hmm. because he felt first of all, he 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 feel he knows the status in the hood. He doesn't think people are gonna come do him harm or anything like that. And from what everybody says about this guy, he's a very humble guy. Mm-hmm. So he's not like a mean person or none of that shit. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just like I think he he know he just felt in his mind that he could go to his own storefront and take care of business. Mm-hmm. But I like the end of the day, I feel like everybody should move in a way where that you should be accustomed to. He should have been accustomed to just moving with a security guard at all times. Mm-hmm. And, that you know, I feel like if a security guard was dead, nobody would have been able to touch him. Because mm-hmm. they, 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 it's like, it's, it's their job to watch at all times mm-hmm. from any angle. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's just a crazy situation. But I feel like change change the way, you gotta, you also, it's all about how you move. I don't know how long you should stay in the hood if you're if you're doing things that you're supposed to be doing. That's 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 a flinch pit, but thirty minutes to an hour maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't be out there for too long mm-hmm. because you don't want to get to a point people get a bit too close. Mm-hmm. Uh, get out the hood, do what you need to do, take care of business. That's it. Mm-hmm. Or get people to take care of business for you. Mm-hmm. Pay them. Like he pretty much had it. He was. Paying people because he had the jobs for them to get paid for. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, we don't want to like grasp at straws about what he should have done because man's no longer here with us. But we can now start influencing the next person that's going to give hope to others mm-hmm. to move differently mm-hmm. and just learn from this mistake. Like I said, if more comes out and about how what happened, you know, I'll take that statement back. Mm-hmm. But from what I've heard, is supposedly he went dolo to his, to his own store. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if he didn't, he probably it probably would have been a much different situation. Mm-hmm. But we're we're presenting what we have now. Mm-hmm. So, for anybody who wants to spark change, wants to who ends up becoming rich or develops an app or whatever you do, rap or do anything you want to do, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to go back to the hood. Just maneuver differently if you want to give back. Or buy back your hood. Don't be afraid of the hood. Don't be, like, I know there's going to be people who are going to be jealous of what you do. It's in every hood. Understand that. But you gotta, you can't be afraid to aspire change. Because when you aspire change, you tend to pretty much make people better. Like, right now, I can't say how people feel. People are very distraught because this man's passing. Because they don't know what's gonna happen. And the, like I always feel, the, the theory, like, the unknown is a very, very big anxiety giver. The fear of the unknown. 
Like, a lot of these people, are these people going to still have jobs? Who's going to run these businesses? Who's going to make sure the businesses that were being built are still being built? Or are they going to still be built? Uh, is he going to have ownership over these properties? Who's the second person in, who's the second person who has ownership over these properties? Like, we don't know. Uh, but understand, when y'all talk about not, you know, talk about this hood, like, going back to the hood, like, and, and at the end of the day, I want people to buy back the hood. Because this is how gentrification starts. Like, we just leave the hood and go to these nice neighborhoods, and we never want to come back. I, I understand. But if you don't invest in your neighborhood, they'll take it from you. They'll take every memory of how you used to see things, then they'll take it away from you. If you buy back the hood, I bet you you can make it where it's affordable for people, people are not struggling to get by, and you can set your own price points to what you need to be. I feel like, like I said, down the line, you know, when we get a little bit older, or we're going to look into it a little bit more quicker, and we might get there sooner. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking into how to invest in the real estate. I'm looking at how to invest in companies in Silicon Valley and stuff like that, because that shit, that shit is money that we can use to buy back the hood, make things look a little bit more better, make programs for children. Mm-hmm. Like, Nipsey was had a STEM program, some people were calling STEM research. I was like, nigga, shut the fuck up. Holla mm-hmm. <laughs> wild the fuck out the STEM research shit. Mm-hmm. No, it's STEM. STEM is for um, science, technology, and, and stuff like that. I, I, I forgot the whole acronym. But from what the doc, from what I saw, like the documentary, not the documentary, but like a video of 2 chains going to the trap uh, STEM research uh, facility that's made by the man who actually invented the super soaker he was talking about like this is for the place for people who don't really need who can't write a rap who should or just people who we don't want all black or minority kids aspire just to be rappers or just to be ball players and stuff like that we need people we need our people in different professions rap rap's barriers of entry needs to stop being so fucking easy it needs to be a little bit more harder. But then again, the, the, the microwave music is never going to end. Because if something's hot now, they're going to keep making more of them what's hot. And they're going to have different artists making the same shit. But he made this is for the people. So they can show that there's more options. Mm-hmm. There's more options to, to, to what you can get in a profession. And, you know... I think we need to look into that. I think we need to look into that for the kids in the, in the inner city. They need that. Like, a lot of programs are being taken away. A lot of fundings are being taken away from, from um, these schools. Like, where the fuck this funding is going? Other than, you know, sometimes these fucking uh, people in the office, they're, like, stealing money and going on vacations with it. Like, how many, how many fucking times have we had that fucking story given on? Oh, this money was stolen from this administrator, and, and he went on like a vacation to Willow. Like the fuck, <laughs> like come on, man. Like it, at the end of the day, we want to start looking into more uh, programs for for inner city youth. Mm-hmm. I know Chickpea has one called the um, Content Creators Academy, mm-hmm. where they 
they get to do a whole lot of things in terms of get a mentor, get to learn how to do photography, mm-hmm. marketing, all types of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So shout out to um, Lynn over at Chickpea. She's doing her thing with that. But I, I think we need more. I think I think I think we need more, and um, we need more options. We need more sceneries. We don't we don't have to have these programs in the hood because I want to see show these kids that there's better. And when you work to get to that point where it does become better, you, you it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard work, but you're gonna get there. Like we gotta, we gotta look into more. We gotta look into these programs. We gotta look into people who are willing to teach, and that's and that's what I want to do. I want to really help these kids. I feel these kids do not have anything that's gonna help them in the near future. Like I already told everybody, what I think about college and what that shit does. I think college is fucking worthless now. People are not gonna admit that because people the people who tell me, "Oh, we're gonna go for your master's degree," it's people who are set in the old ways of thinking that college really means something. Like, it's not the same anymore. First and foremost, I should not ever, ever have to have these issues as in where I'm applying for a job that requires me to have a fucking bachelor's degree and I'm only getting paid $11 now. One of the things I was talking with, with uh, um, Caesar's wife, Tiff, she wants you, before they was getting ready to leave to go to Miami, she asked me, do you want to like take over? I I want to take over at her job. I said, how much you get paid? I get paid thirteen dollars an hour. I said, you have a master's degree. Why you got? Why you getting that much money? Why you not? Do you think you're worth more than that? And she said, yeah, I, I think you are. You have a master's degree. It makes no damn sense. And you do a majority of the job. Like you know how jobs like do they? They like to get rid of other people so they can make the position a little bit more bigger and you have more responsibilities, but they don't raise your pay along with it. That's just fucking stupid to me. And that's why it's getting to a point where people are starting their own businesses and they're and they're making their own way with that shit. I know starting a business is a scary thing. Really scary thing. People are not willing to take these fucking risks. Because at the end of the day, if you're not willing to take a risk, you're not you're not a successful business owner. You have to take a risk, you have to take you have to take a failure, you have to learn how you have to learn from the failures and all these types of things. So, for everybody, I don't want nobody to ever fear being in their own hood after success. It's all about what you do with your success. And if you want to maneuver a certain way to, in order to give back to your community, you should find some ways on how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take, sadly, take this for example. You know, go with the security. Security don't cost that much if you got if you got enough and if you're able to do certain things you're able to you'll be able to make a change in someone's life and that's and that's going to be a beautiful beautiful thing man but um I want to know like when did you got introduced to Nipsey Hussle's music um, I first heard of Nipsey during the the mixtape era in the, the mid to late 2000s um yeah, it was through the, the Marathon series. Uh, I listened to that, Extra Laps. And it was very interesting. He was introduced to me as the light-skinned Snoop Dogg. Because you know, he was <laughs> crip, sound like him, looked like him, resembled him. 
Um, but I started paying attention to this man's music and realized that, oh, wow, he he's not he's genuinely telling you where he's coming from. But he's also what he called aggressive uh, positivity. Like, yeah. None of that old sappy. Oh, I'm just positive. I'm being my corner. Nah, I'm aggressively pushing positivity. I'm letting you know who I am and what I'm about. And um, it shocked a lot of people because it was different. We used to the ignorance. We used to people boasting about uh, money, jewelry, all Women. types of stupid shit. Even if they are speaking and positivity. I, I always said this bullshit about um, West Coast rap. I always felt West Coast rap was the most misogynistic. Some genre of music, like to be honest, like like it was bitches this, bitches that, bitches. This. It was majority in the in the West Coast, um, West Coast music. Yeah. Do you feel like we have an East Coast bias <laughs> because of that? Because I know a lot of people have spoken on that as well. We didn't we didn't grow up in that area. I know a lot of music that comes from out there we listening to it in a New York setting and a lot of a lot of the things that we go through we don't relate to on that coast right um one thing I do like about the west coast is that uh they're not big ad libbers like us like they speak stories everything is a story with them they're telling you whether it's ratchet or it's positive they're telling you stories that's more so what their raps are about um I, you know that's crazy I, I did not like know they're not big on ad I did not notice that. The game is a big one. He's telling you about people and in, in, in his life. Like he don't sit there and punchline, punchline, metaphor, metaphor, like uh, like we used to in the New York setting, New Jersey and shit. Everything but punchline, nah, it's, metaphor, it's, it's, metaphor. It's not it's not a, it's not an East Coast bias. I just feel like the music was pretty misogynistic as fuck. Like it would not fare well. If those records were to come out right now n- as new it would not stand well. You're talking about the, the gangster rap era, right? Yeah, or if it, it was to come out there. right now, in this era, mm-hmm. new, the shit wouldn't stand. It wouldn't. I get what you're saying, though. Well, yeah, we, we live in the era of the Me Too movement. Of course, we ain't, we ain't going with all the, 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 the bitch shit, bitch, 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 this, bitch, that. Like, I remember the interview with Snoop Dogg saying, like, the, yo, no one ain't gonna come out with the um, Breakfast Club. And he was like, yo, no one ain't gonna come out with no Me Too movement and shit. Like, with the shit, you came out with the condoms and shit. Mm-hmm. I said, nah, yo, this was, they, these women were willing participants. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> so, I was like... There's a lot of, and I know when women attest to it, too. It's a lot of women that allow some men and women to call them bitch. I mean, they... Call each other bitch. bitch well, women bitch, call bitch. each other bitches all the time. Bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yo, but not nah, um. Off of that, me me get introduced to this music. I could say was in college. Um, mm-hmm. Hustle in the house. Ah, the the yeah. familiarity of the crisscross jump sample and it was just having that um that that darker tone and. And that G Funk synth, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I said, this shit hard as fuck. I was like, yo, like, who is this nigga? And I'm mm-hmm. like, this nigga look like Snoop Dogg's son. I was like, <laughs> 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 yo, but over time, like, I was just seeing his growth. 
Uh, then I got introduced to the Mary John Continues and all types of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I'm not like everybody who went through the Bulls Have No Name um, um, mixtapes because I, I, I will be going to that stuff too uh, yeah. eventually. And But Mary John Continues most definitely was one of the, the pivotal projects. He had like fucking skits with fucking Steve Jobs and that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, to me, Different shit, and, then, and then I look back at it because I was listening to it last night. I was just was like, yo, this nigga was really on some prolific shit back then. And then, it's because of the fact that like, I didn't get introduced to his mind state until like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was like that. Really? I really didn't. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, this nigga was like this younger. Yeah. Like, when he came wow. out, he was like that. Yeah, he was a I was, I was astonished. Like, I was like, I, I like that. I want, I want people, like, for instance, one of the things I hated about, um, Troy Ad was like how he talked about Kendrick saying like, he, he ain't, he don't act like, he, like a motherfucker from the West Coast. He ain't talking about killing bitches and shit like that. I'm just like, Nigga, fuck you. You from New York, nigga. You like, like he, he a bozo his damn self. Mm-hmm. But Nip, Nip was on some other shit, dog. Mm-hmm. Just, just like putting all two and two together, it was just like, damn, man. Like, he really was talking about fuck buying chains, buy real estate, mm-hmm. depreciation, depreciation appraisal with all types of other shit like I was just saying and, and still being cool and still, and still being, being in the hood, hood. Yeah, and I'm like who taught this man this he had to be taught this shit mm-hmm. I wanna know who taught this I wanna know who taught Nipsey to do talk about that yeah. who taught Nipsey to have that mind state someone had to teach him that mm-hmm. probably his pops yeah. probably his pops his pops was uh Eritrean, he was uh, African descent, and mm-hmm. I, I actually watched recently an interview of him talking about his time going out there for three months and just the lifestyle and the differences and three months. Yeah, he went out there for three months. Wow. Because he, uh, the only family he had over here from Eritrea was his pops, all his cousins, all his, his grandmother, all them. They out in, in Eritrea and shit. So he went out there, parlayed with them, chilled with them, and. Yeah, he spoke very highly of his experiences. He found out what his name means, um, Ermius, which means uh, God will rise. Mm-hmm. He was telling people about that. Um, yeah, and he talked about his mother. Uh, coming from him, I mean, I'm I, I'm not 100%, but him having both parents in his life could be the the, the reason behind such a, a, an intellectual young man like that. Um that's how I feel. I mean, because I know a lot of people who don't have these things, and they they normally have to discover it the hard way. Yeah. Um. um so then the day, um, we talked a little bit about it, but what can we do to carry on the mission? And let's just say, um, buy back the block, give these kids more options than being a rapper or a basketball or football player. We need more black doctors, black nurses, uh, dentists, um, app builders, 
We need somebody to make the next Mac. The next Microsoft computer. The next PlayStation. The next Xbox. We need people to know that we are not, we can do anything. And the only way we can do this is if we uplift each other and we give each other support. So I'm going to end this podcast my, well, my own analogy is just pretty much the, the marathon continues. This is still going to be a race. There's more races that we have to run. Uh, there's no stopping after one is gone. Sometimes we have to have a baton passed to either one of us to carry on the rest of the mission. It just so happens that there's a, there's a bunch of batons and there's a bunch of people who are willing to push that mission. I am one of those people. Rel's one of those people. Uh, sadly, you know, Ursa's not here, but I know she's going to be one of those people. That's why we are a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be plenty of people who, who have been doing a lot of great things in, New Jer- in, the, in our community in Jersey. They're going to be one of those people. But we want the world. We want our, I want black people to understand that this is what we're supposed to do. This is what we're meant to do. We're supposed to uplift each other. We're supposed to support each other. We're not supposed to bring each other down. Because Nipsey Hussle was loved by many. It's kind of crazy to see the last tweet that he's ever... Like, it's a lot of, a lot of these people be posting weird tweets before they untimely pass. And... His tweet was having strong enemies is a blessing. I shit you not. Two hours after he posted that tweet passed. That that's a scary thing. And I always want to know what were the strong enemies. We will never know. Because this enemy is weak. He acted on impulse. He acted on how words were exchanged. Words are not supposed to hurt. But he made the words hurt his ego. Because he probably had a shitty ego as it is. He was a rapper who didn't have no success. And he felt running around with Nipsey, he would get get that success because of how his success is. Understand, I feel that any rapper who runs with a rapper, you're not going to get the same success as he is going to have. Not at all, mm-hmm. unless you're Bobby Schmurner and Roddy Rebel. But, <laughs> but, I don't know. We don't know why this man killed him. We don't know if it was because he was jealous of his success, jealous of his endeavors, and he just wished it was him doing it. Mm-hmm. But by the looks of how he looked, I don't think he would have done the same thing that Nip would have done if he had Nipsey's Hustle's money or Nipsey's Hustle's mind state. We never will know. He don't seem like he's gonna talk, and that's fine. You can we we gonna live in mystery of knowing that somebody took the life of a great man. That I hope they don't find nothing weird like they always fucking do. They try to find some shit just to desecrate somebody before they even end up underground. Um, I just wanna like give. I just wanna thank Nipsey Hussle for sparking a lot of the minds that he has sparked of what he's been able to do musically 
but also for his philanthropy. Mm-hmm. And I hope we carry out his mission. I hope we carry out... And I'm happy to see that all gangs are united. I hope something good comes from this. It just sucks that he is not here to see it. So, this is the Black Wave Podcast. My name is Mr. B. This is TG. And uh, we'll see you next time, hopefully, with the whole uh, whole cast. The whole group. Yeah. Later, peoples. Thank you.